Hi, this is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117, and you're listening to Geekaholics, all things geek. And finish the fight. Chief, out. And welcome back to the Geekaholics, the podcast about all things geek. I'm one of your hosts, Charlie. I'm Keith. And I'm Alex. We are in Studio C today, <laughs> basically because there's a couple things at A and B that we don't want to have to deal with. Right. So we're here in Studio C. Um, now, next time I get the bright idea of doing the best of, when you fuckers tell me no, that was a pain <laughs> in the ass. Editing is a pain in the ass. It was quicker to do a whole new episode than it was to track down the bits and pieces and get them in there and get everything together. Well, that was probably half the problem right there, is sifting through all the episodes trying to find the sound bites. Especially when each of our tracks is an hour and a half long and they're not chopped up or anything. Luckily, I'm kind of going, it should be somewhere within here, so I'll try to skip right. to where I remember it being and then... You know, 30 minutes later, finally find it. <laughs> like, and next time we do a best of, it'd be like at the end of the year, and then you spend all year like marking down the the <laughs> yeah. time marks where the things you want to have are. Fuck, just pull them out preemptively. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a good part of this episode. Stop, click. Yep. <laughs> so today, um, we're going to kind of continue with video games. I know we've kind of been video game heavy lately, but... God you know, you forbid. Thank E3 for that. Hey, it's either video game heavy or Star Wars heavy. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, I do want to do a quick spoiler for Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> I was waiting for a yell from Alex, and I didn't get it. I'm just going to give you a dirty look. <laughs> but if looks could yell, people, that's, that's what <laughs> would have happened there. Um, I did forget the bell, so no bell tonight. Ding. I don't know that any, if anybody even did a spoiler that I would care. I'm still going to go see it. It's not going to change anything. We finally have an actual Spider-Man yeah. movie. I love the, the irony that Michael Keaton, uh, not too long ago, played a character <laughs> called Birdman. Birdman. Mm -hmm. And now he's playing the Vulture. Vulture. Yeah. So, har, har, hardy, har, har. And um, I also heard he dropped a lot of references to like his older movie, like movies he's been in in the movie in there. Um, I didn't pick up on any okay. of those, but okay, who knows? Somebody made that com comment about the, in their little Facebook review. So if if they did, I didn't pick up on okay. it. What I did pick up on was all the auxiliary characters that Marvel's now like mine, 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 mine. Fuck you, Sony. Mine, yeah. mine, 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 mine. And they even went ahead and snagged uh, Miles. Mm, okay. Miles Morales, the half black, half oh, Puerto Rican Spider Man. The alternate universe Spider Man, yeah. Yep, they snagged him too, so. Okay. Regardless, moving forward, it may not be Peter Parker, but they can now have a Spider Man. Sure. But it's definitely worth, uh, yeah, it's worth the price of admission. I mean, It'd be dumb to say it wasn't. <laughs> I don't go to movie theaters anymore, so kiss my ass. <laughs> you know, it, certain movies I will still go to the theater for. I just, no. Everybody in a fucking, and yeah, I'm talking to you. Everybody in the movie theater is an asshole. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to enjoy a movie and some fucking asshole has to pull out his cell phone to Twitter his goddamn Facebook in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I didn't pay 10 fucking dollars and sometimes 15 fucking dollars so I could be blinded by your goddamn Google search engine while I'm in the middle of watching a movie. Go fuck yourself. Now, yeah, ding. No, but uh, I did go to Alamo Draft House since it just yeah. opened. They are very strict. No cell phones. Because they have people walking around the whole time because it's, it's like half restaurant and half movie theater. Uh-huh. So if they see it, they'll give you one warning. They see it again, they kick your ass out. Uh, no it might be no worth lands, going no there then. And it's like 10 bucks. I might be willing to give that one a and shot then. Guess what? I, got, I went ahead and bought the 21 Plus Theater. So no teenagers, no little kids. Everybody was over 21. Okay. Everybody yeah. was quiet the whole movie. Everybody enjoyed the movie. <laughs> Okay. And Everybody had, was an adult? I'll, I'll, give, had, I'll I, give that one a chance before I swear off them entirely. I had Let's a Maker's Mark milk punch. It was a Maker's Mark Bailey's milkshake. Ooh. Yeah, was, and you could actually taste mm. the alcohol in it. Yeah, not just something else I can't flavor. have. Shut up. 
Well, they had like 45 different beers on tap and a bunch of other things there. I quit drinking beer. Now all I'm drinking is Why don't liquor. you tell us about your new find here? Yeah, oh, I was going to say, uh, what are you drinking, Alex? So I was, I was doing some research for, I don't even fucking remember, like a story or something. I don't know. But uh, I was looking up scotches because I wanted to have a character who drank scotch almost scotch, exclusively. Scotch, scotch. Scotchy scotch, scotch. So... Uh, <laughs> I came across this one called Glen. I, I hope I'm not like butchering the pronunciation, but Glen Morangi or Glen Morangi. I don't know. It's actually Scottish, so like I fucking know. But uh, dude, it changed my opinion of Scotch. I didn't really care for Scotch because most of the other Scotches I've had have just been like, you know. A bad Scotch but, is pretty. Terrible. Yeah, but this one is. It's really good. It's super smooth. It Pop doesn't it have that. Keith, just don't read it. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Like, uh, here, have a drink while I kick you in the balls. Like aftershock to it. It's really mellow and and very tasty. Now you're, I'm pretty sure we that has a really good <laughs> yeah peat smell. Uh -huh. I think we've told this story before on the Geekaholic, so I'm not going to revisit it. But Keith and his back history with scotches <laughs> sometimes doesn't wind out too well. <laughs> but then again, that was a disc disc discounted. That was one. like a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle of. That was good scotch if you liked scotch. Yeah. <laughs> but the just the pop it open well, the, and the dry heave. Yeah, well, let me see. I it. also <laughs> been drinking. Here, give it to me. Let me. You know, ah. drinking all night. So here, Charlie. other stuff. Oh, it's been a while since I've had a scotch. Mm -hmm. I think it's personally. I think it's delicious. It smells smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. Would you like a small glass? Um, yeah, sure. I All just right. I have iced tea from Wendy's because yeah. rocks or no rocks. Uh, rocks are fine. All right. I do apologize if I have a bit of a funk to me today. I tried to cover up the best I could. Working a three-story office building of fifteen hundred people and no air conditioning. Boy, it was about nice. eighty-five all day. Yeah, uh, I was of the same thing. The uh, the air conditioning and the five hundred crapped out on the way home. Oh, is so, that why it's not here? Yeah. The truck actually has better air conditioning than the 500 right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Um, I'm drinking out of the Sam Adams Summer uh, Variety Pack, the Sam Adams Heffenweizen. Heffy. Heffenweizen. It's the Heffy. It is a 5.4%. Oh, <laughs> what does it taste like? Heffenweizen. Really oh, nice. Okay, just straight, no, mm -hmm. no flavoring to it. Nope, they just did a straight Heffenweizen. Oh. Thank you, sir. So, you're welcome. What did I do with it? Oh, this it is. actually <laughs> is a, it's a good summer beer. It's very light, refreshing. If you're hot, it tastes, you know, it doesn't fill you. Yeah, most uh, most people see Hefeweizen and they're like, what the fuck is that? Um, if you're really into, Ooh. like, light summer beers, that's what a Hefeweizen is. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what it's meant for drinking, I guess. I don't know. But it's definitely... If you just want a beer without any frills, Hefeweizen is definitely the way to go. Tenure. Okay. I was yeah, it's a tenure. It also comes in a, in a sherry, Ooh. sherry cask, <laughs> and, and one other one. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, why are you chuckling, Charlie? Well, if they listen to our best of, they know, because they heard that train wreck. <laughs> that was good, though. Good Captain Morgan and Cherry Barrels. Uh. I still have... Two and a half or three and a half bottles of that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not big on wine, so I passed on the sherry. But, it actually and, tastes really good. You what? don't. You don't get a wine taste. Okay, yeah. I'll give it you a don't. try next time. But this is my second bottle of the Glen Morangi. Mm. I'm. I'm very. I noticed. Into the, it. I didn't know if it was the same box or if you had. That's the first box. Oh okay. shit! That is really. That's dangerous yeah. smooth. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. We'll put that right there before I down the whole <laughs> little bit that I just poured. Nice. No, I usually come home and, and sip about two glasses of that, and that sets me off pretty well. Nice. So today, what we're going to do, because we, we kind of needed something a little bit neutral to talk about, I guess would be the best way to say because I knew neither of you guys had seen Wonder Woman. Probably hadn't seen Spider-Man yet. I know you'd mm -hmm. want to see Spider-Man, yeah. Alex. I kind of want to see Wonder Woman, too, but again, theater. Yeah. So I was like, hey, here's an idea. At one point, we had did our 10 favorite video games of all time. Let's go ahead and do the 
in our opinions, the top video games of all time. Now, we all know Keith loves his Boom Boom Kitty Fuck the RPG, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's one of the best video games of all time. What the hell is Boom Boom Kitty Fuck the RPG? <laughs> Random placeholder. Yeah. Okay. We're using it as a placeholder. There could be a game that I like really like Madden. I love Madden. Yeah. But is it a great game of all time? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> There's others in front of it, you know. No. I tried. I basically my premise was. Uh, for choosing my fi- my fifteen was games that are good mm-hmm. or were you know like very positively reviewed at the time, and then games that I personally loved as well, and games that I can continue to play over and over and over and over and over and never get sick of. Those mm-hmm. are my three criteria. Yeah. Mine was basically: did it change the genre? Okay, yeah, I looked I at. Quite can far. I go back and play it over and over again? Yeah. Was it, it kind of did something change a genre and stuff? And I put a stipulation on there. I had to have played it. Like yeah. fi- people regard the Final Fantasy series and some of those games as very high. I didn't put any of them on there because I never played them. Okay. I've got one on my list that I didn't play except for maybe an hour and a half to two. Yeah. But I know from everybody that has played it, this game is like top tier shit and should be on the list. Yeah. Well, I there's cuz there's going to be some notable exceptions that's not on here because I never played them all the way. Right. So. <laughs> now, every one of the games on my list I have played and beaten at least once if not many, many, mm-hmm. many times. What if I take the one out? I have beaten all of these that actually have an ending to them. So, now, the way, like I said, I did it, it was, did it change the genre? Mm-hmm. Now, there's some on here that I don't necessarily like, but they set a new standard for that recognize, type of game. Yeah, you can recognize the <laughs> Like I like to say for VisionCon, just because I personally don't like them doesn't mean I don't recognize their draw and their appeal. That's the same approach I took with this. Now, I, we originally tried to just do 10, but do you know how fucking hard that is, people? <laughs> it's like, not easy. literally. I ended up with like 17. I was going to do 15, a couple honorable mentions, but I was like, fuck it, I'll just do 17 and 16 and say, fuck it. So I've got mine listed from 17 to 1, and I think my number one will probably make you two yell and go, what the fuck, but... Personal choice, personal choice. I'll explain it. You know, I figured we can explain these, go over stuff like that. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to go like 15, 15, 15, 14, 14, Yeah, I think that'll be the best way to do it. Um, All right. Since I've got a 17 and 16, do you guys have any honorable mentions that you want to do? I do not have any honorable mentions. I did 15, exactly. Well, my number 17 is Final Fantasy 1. The reason I put Final Fantasy 1 on this list, and I was going to put it higher, but I was like, man, I I don't know if I can justify it any higher, because it set the standard for the JRPG. It was the last game that Squaresoft was going to do, and that's why it was called Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They were going bankrupt. It saved them. It set the genre up. And it also made that type of game popular here in the U.S. Without yeah. Final Fantasy 1, most of your big RPGs, we don't have. I agree. Uh, 16 was Super Metroid. I wanted to put it higher. I really couldn't. Uh, but that is the best platformer on the Super Nintendo period. Bar none. And, you know, it was challenging, but it was the right amount of challenging. It wasn't that stupid, you know, like Dark Souls that makes you want to break your damn controller. Yeah, where they just make the game really, really hard on purpose and call that difficulty. No, but, you know, and this yeah. was not that. It was yeah. the it bosses was a- posed a challenge, but you could beat them. There was puzzles. You could beat them. You might have to sit there and think about it for five or ten minutes, but you could beat them. Yeah. And this is one game that's... Honestly, I'll say this is still the best Metroid game that they've made. Yeah. Excuse Period. me. A lot of people regard that, that as yeah. the best Metroid, yes. Yeah. And if I can get my hands on the SNES Classics, it's on there. Yep. <coughs> Emulator. So, <coughs> oh, sorry. If I can't get one, then I'm just going <clears> to... <throat> Number 15. This is the one that I put on here that I've only played about an hour, hour and a half of. Have I played it? It probably would have been much higher on the list. Um, This is also one of the first games that had true multiple endings. And the artwork was done by Akira Toriyama. Alex, you got a guess? I'm guessing it's one of the uh, Dragon Quest games, probably seven. No. Okay. Chrono Trigger. Oh, Chrono Trigger, yeah. I forgot about the Akira Toriyama (laughs) connection on that one. 
Um, the reason I think I didn't get it is because for those of us old enough to have an SNES, you know, people now bitch about a $60 game and <laughs> 20 or $30 worth <laughs> of DLC. <laughs> JRPGs on the Super Nintendo were at least $100. I was going to say, wasn't that like a $100 game or something? Probably any over your, that. Any of your import over games yep. were... Super Mario RPG was $110 when I got released. I, luckily, I didn't hit my grandma bought that for me and my brother, and I didn't have to worry about it. Nice. But that's, you know, I know everybody talks this game up mm-hmm. so high, and a lot of people are probably going to be pissed off. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have Earthbound on here, or Mother, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Either way is actually appropriate. I don't have it on here. That's going to piss some people off. Didn't play you know it, so I can't go on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, no, I've played it, because I have it on the Wii U. I played it for about 10 minutes. I was like, fuck, this is boring. Now, I can hear people yelling right now, it was originally supposed to be released for the NES. Don't give a shit. It's boring as fuck. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling the page out of Alex's book here. Um, Alex or Keith, what's your 15? Go, Alex. My 15 was Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, that's a fairly new game to get that high Uh up on the list. Uh, The reason why is because I, it, it didn't really innovate anything, you know. Uh, but the reason why I put it there is because it took everything that was great about Dragon Age Origins. What about two? The few good things that were good about Dragon Age 2, and there weren't many, <laughs> and then combined them into a single game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, for me, any RPG that I play, length is an issue. If it's only 20 hours long, that's a ripoff, and it's not an RPG. It's just a game. RPG, I should be able to play for at least 30 hours mm-hmm. to get my money's worth out of it. Well, Dragon Age Inquisition is like 75 hours. We did a 24-hour yeah, stream. Yeah, we did a 24-hour stream, and we didn't, we didn't hardly do anything to it. So I haven't played it since. Yeah, it's, um, it brought in elements of strategy, you know, uh, RPGs, as well as action RPGs, combining the two pretty pretty flawlessly, in my opinion. The characters were interesting, the story was interesting, the combat system was more action-oriented than the original Dragon Age, but it was still strategic enough that you could set people up and do crazy shit and everything like that. So, I don't know. Uh, I have played that game too many times to count all the way through, uh, and I never get bored of it. Cool. Keith, 15... And some of mine here towards the middle, you could, you know, like we've done with our top tens, you can flip. But really, for 15, the reason it made the bottom of the list is the influence it had. The influence it had and the amount of time that I sunk into this game along with my friends, Rock Band. Touche. We, we, as a group of friends of everybody, played the shit out of that for like a solid year there. Every, it was come over to our year. I went up that by about two or three. Well, a year, then it... I'm thinking that it was every night people oh. coming over. It was a year. Then it dissolved down after that, but it was. Every night people came over to our house and played Rock Band. We made some food and played Rock Band. Next night we made some food, drank, and played Rock Band. Made some food, drank, and played Rock Band. Then I got to the point where I was like, fuck you people, somebody else play the goddamn drums. And that happened. <laughs> but no. That, the music, the music game genre as a whole, which is, you know, dead now. It was the craze there for a while. But that was a game that was played so much and enjoyed by a group of friends at once. That's why it made my top 15. Drum roll number 14 for me, Rock Band. <laughs> because this is a game that literally anybody that can pretend hold a pretend instrument can play. Doesn't yep. matter if they're 109. Doesn't matter if they're nine months. If they can hold it and play with what's going on with the screen. They can play it. It brought people together. You know, I can't play a fucking musical instrument to save my life. An actual, legit musical instrument. But I can play the hell out of some rock band. And I debated, do I put Guitar Hero on here because it came first? Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, because it was just a guitar. Rock Band was the entire thing. And that that was my thought, too. And really, I thought it'd be the only one that even would touch that. So that actually surprises me. Nope, Somebody else was thinking, 14. was thinking along the same lines I was. So. Because it set... Mm-hmm. It was the benchmark for that genre, and it got everybody. I don't care if it was a granny mm-hmm. or a little two-year-old kid. It got everybody involved. And the odd man out. I always hated those games, Guitar Hero, Rock Band, all of them. I did not care for them. 
Uh, I played him occasionally. I think I can count the number of times I've actually played it on one hand. Uh, and that was just because I was drunk enough and wanted to be involved in what everybody was doing. <laughs> one of us. Yeah. One of us. Google, goggle, Google, goggle. <laughs> Come along. You, you belong. belong. Feel the, the fizz of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Alex, what's your 14? Tekken 3. Oh, the Ooh. first fighting game. Uh, the reason why I put Tekken 3 in there is because up until then, everybody had been doing 3D games. You know, you had like Virtual Fighter and you mm-hmm. had the first two Tekkens. Uh, Soul Blade was out. I don't think Soul Calibur was out yet, but don't quote me on that. Um, everybody was doing the 3D fighting game thing and nobody could do it right. It was clunky. It was awkward. The character sprites looked awful. You know, they were all made up of squares and it was just shitty. And then Tekken 3 comes out, and they went out of their way to make their characters look realistic, to make the fighting feel more fluid, and just to to um, basically make it so that sidestepping didn't win you a match. Because up until then, in any of the 3D fighting games, if you could sidestep effectively, nobody could beat you. You just sidestep counter, sidestep counter, sidestep counter, and there was really nothing anybody could do about it. With until this get, one... Someone gets pissed off and slams your yeah, head into the car cake right. cabinet. <laughs> yeah, there's that. But... Uh, Tekken 3 didn't do that, not to mention the fact that it brought forward probably the character I used more than any other character I've ever used in a fighting game, period, and that was Jin, Jin Kazama. Um, I had a, a combo with him that if I could get it started, I could defeat you in one string. Now, which one is Jin? Is that the old Jin guy? Is, Jin is Hihachi's grandson. The old guy's Hihachi. Okay. Jin is his grandson, because there's Hihachi... Kazama, I think, or is it Kazuya? Either way, his dad, and then there's Jin. Um, yeah, he was he was my favorite character in that game. I played that game so much that I was a pro with him, and then I went to Job Corps, and they had Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah. And I just took Jin and Armor King, and people would just not play. Is is Alex in on this turn? Oh, I don't want to play. Never mind. He's just gonna win. <laughs> so I just I just put that one in there. I mean, I'm searching for reasons how they were innovated. Now that you pointed that out, I just basically just yeah, I, I just mind. basically listed like my favorite games yeah. and games that everybody would agree are probably, probably really good. good. Yeah. I think um, you said how it innovated yeah. because if it didn't matter if you could sidestep or not. Yeah. It innovated the 3D the fighting fighter. genre and brought it into the realm of realism as opposed to just blocky characters vaguely swatting at each other. Keith, I think we're at your 14. Yep. Actually wrote mine on paper this time. I have a number, my number 14 slot, GTA 5. GTA Ooh, now 5. See, I debated putting GTA 5 on here. I didn't really know how much it innovated anything. Innovated, not so much as perfected. You could go back and look at Vice City and 3 innovating the open world, go around and do shit kind of a game. This took that history of GTA and stuff and perfected it and made it just perfect. That is one of the few games I think it is a 10. Yeah. It is a 10. Some, you know, they throw tens around or some games you're like, eh, really? You go back, you know, years later and people, even the reviewers say like, okay, I shouldn't have gave that a 10. <coughs> Dark Souls. <coughs> <laughs> but this is one that's a like 10. <laughs> it is perfect. The story, the controls, everything. Having three separate character stories that you jump between playing character and character come together in one great story that it doesn't matter who you're playing with. It's a dif- different style for each one, but you're enjoying it. It's not like, oh God, here's a level with, you know. Michael, yeah. and it's like, okay, no, it's, oh, okay, cool, Michael level, a Trevor level, you know, it's boom, 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 boom. Trevor's the old crazy redneck yes. guy, yeah. Isn't he? Okay. Yep. I know everyone's like, well, you should know, I've never played it, because I started the series off with two and fucking hated that game. <laughs> so, that's why it made my 14. I didn't even start with three, I started with San Andreas. San that's Andreas was I, the first one I played. That's actually the very first yeah. one I did, then I, I started went back. with two on the PlayStation. Yeah. Fuck that game. <laughs> All right, here's the first one where I can feel the listeners are getting the pitchforks and the torch is ready to come after me. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Only 13. Well, that, because, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me for you. 
because everyone's like, oh, man, it was so innovative, which it was at the time. Now we've got a 3D link over the shoulder. You know, it, it was a very in-depth game, especially for the N64. But it didn't really set the bar for Zelda games. It was a great Zelda game, but it was not the defining Zelda game. Like, mm-hmm. this is Zelda. It was just a Zelda it game. It was a great game. It was a Zelda game. And it pushed the N64 to its limits. There was a lot of things about that game that were innovative for the time. Nowadays, we're just kind of like, well, that's that's normal shit that comes in games. But it wasn't at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like a targeting system. Mm-hmm. That was kind of... That was... Well, what is this? Fancy mm-hmm. fucking witchcraft. <laughs> the, thir- the 3D over the shoulder 3D world. Or the third person over the shoulder 3D world. I mean, you got it kind of with Mario 64, which I almost put on the list, but did not. It's not on my list. But it innovated stuff for the time, but it did not set. This is a Zelda game. Which is also why I don't have... um, Crap. The newest one. Breath of the the Wild on here, because... Yeah, it's a great Zelda game, but it's... Scrism Zelda. Yeah. I didn't put it on my list because it's too new. Exactly. It's, it's too new, of, and it's just Skyrim with the Zelda skin, more or less. Yeah. So So that, that's my 13. <sighs> Alex, <Excuse me>. listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number 13 is Assassin's Creed 2. Hmm. Oh. Uh, the reason why I went with 2 is because it was the first one that got rid of the you know, it was repetitive. Don't get me wrong. Assassin's Creed 2 was repetitive, but it wasn't nearly as repetitive as the first Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed. It was also the first um, first one of those type of games, like a stealth assassin game, where I actually felt like a stealthy assassin. Assassin's Creed 1, I was just like, oh, go over here, kill this guy. Oh, go over here, kill this guy. Oh, go over here, kill this guy. It was just boring. It was just one mindless trudge from one target to the next. And Assassin's Creed 2 wasn't like that at all. Um, Not to mention the additional, you know, two expansions, I'll call them, to the uh, two Assassin's Creed 2. Brotherhood and Revelations, I think they were called. I, I always felt like if Assassin's Creed had just been that trilogy, everybody would have been happy. If you just eliminate Assassin's Creed 1 and then eliminate Assassin's Creed 3 forward, Black Flag was okay. But A lot of people yeah, like Black Flag. Yeah, um, if, yeah, you just, if you just eliminate all the rest of the surplus stu- superfluous stuff and had just those three core games, I don't think anybody would be in a position right now where, they're, oh, we're tired of Assassin's Creed. It's just the same thing over and over again, which it is. They're beating that license to death. But Assassin's Creed 2, I played that game over and over and over again. I, I played one, got bored, fucking stopped. I tried to replay one later, got about halfway through, got really fucking bored, and stopped. I uh, always have the feeling if a game is that bad, it does not deserve a, a sequel, which everyone's like, two's the, the one where you gotta start, just skip one. But, you know, I'm, one, I'm a little old and stuck in my ways. If a game's that bad, it doesn't get a sequel. <laughs> get off my video game lawn. Mm-hmm. Keith, 13. What do you got? Skyrim. Scrism. Scrism. <clears throat> Scrism, and it's almost a parentheses Elder Scrolls series. Kind of kind of like with the GTA. I just basically, I was like, okay, what was the last one? Because it was the most innovative of building on the, the legacy of what it's built up and then perfected it. That it's probably once a year I'll go and pick that game up and start a playthrough of it. And play, okay, what am I going to do this year? Is it going to be Tank? Is it going to be Magic User? Is it going to be Archer? Just pick it up and play. Still haven't played it. And I have it. I have other games to play. I know. I will admit, though, lately, since I can't really play competitive gaming now, or quote-unquote competitive games, I've kind of switched, at least for the time being, back to the story-driven games. And I picked up Ratchet and Clank because it was eight bucks on their summer sale. Mm. I'm like, how the fuck did I miss this the first time through? <laughs> I'm enjoying that game. Yeah. No, Skyrim. It's that pure open world RPG, fantasy RPG. So, 
and maybe in another three years we'll get another one. <laughs> hmm. No, you'll get VR, FDB, <laughs> CF, ABA, one zero zero one zero one zero on your cell phone. Yeah. You'll pick up a Nokia, an old Nokia, and it'll be on the old Nokia. Get an N-Gage. <laughs> uh, my number 12, I debated whether it should be this one or its sequel, because they're both great games. I went with Mass Effect, and not Mass Effect 2. Oh, you could even put Mass Effect 3, because let's pretend the ending doesn't exist. Great fucking game. You could pick 1, 2, or 3, minus the ending. Great fucking game. You cannot go wrong playing any of those games. I picked Mass Effect because it essentially perfected what KOTOR started. Without Mass Effect and how popular it was, I don't know if we get Dragon Age. I don't know, you know, how much of those style of games we get moving forward, but because Mass Effect went over like gangbusters and it showed you, yes, this is a space opera. You can make something essentially like what Star Wars was for the movie universe, you can make it in the video game universe. Mm -hmm. And this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. And then they went away from their own mode, I guess. I don't know, but... I do have Andromeda. I picked it up when it was on sale. So, if you want to play multiplayer, Alex, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. I haven't started it yet because, like I said, I've been playing Ratchet and & Clank, and I'm real close to finishing it, and then I want to go and finish up... Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Then I'll get around to playing Mass Effect. Or Andromeda. Sorry, sorry. Ooh, pitchforks, torches. <laughs> yeah. The first Mass Effect, I think, was brilliant. Because they took a game. They wrapped it up. Nice, neat, proper bow. Hey, if we don't make a sequel, this story is complete. Yep. But if we do make a sequel, watch the fuck out. Well, they knew at the time they wanted to make a trilogy out of it. Yeah. So... Yeah, but they so they left it, it either way. They did it good enough to where if that was the only Mass Effect that was ever done, yep. you've got a complete story. Yep. You don't quite know what the hell the Reapers are, but you have a complete fucking story. Yep. Uh, before I ramble on too much, Alex, go ahead with your number 12. My number 12 is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Ooh, Ooh I almost put that on here, actually. <laughs> if we went to 20, Sonic, and he Sonic the Hedgehog 2 would have been on here. I'd have to say, I mean, we we all sort of grew up with the same systems, but I was a Sega kid, mm -hmm. and I remember... Speaking of that, are you getting that thing for your phone, the Sega collection, where it's all their old games for free? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I have an emulator. That's good enough. There's, there's only a... F I mean, the... Let me put it this way. Like, I didn't have an a access to a lot of the Sega library when I was a kid. Like... If I got my hands on a Genesis, I'd only have one or two games at a time. But invariably, one of the games was Sonic 2, without fail. I played that game endlessly. I mean, I wasted more of my time in Casino Night Zone <laughs> than I think I've ever wasted in any level in a game ever. Just, you know, playing the slot machines and figuring out all the little tricks, like how to get... Uh, how to get score uh, one-ups by making uh, tails fall into the... There's this line of those things where he falls in and he, he spins around and it goes, jing, 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 giving you 100 points each time. There's this whole line of them. If you do it right, you can make tails fall in first and then follow him and you get double the points. If he follows you, you don't get points for him. So, you know, figuring out that little trick and then, you know, figuring out exactly how to get into the slot machine. I got to the point where I just, okay had the button press timing down perfectly and I could just go in there over and over and over again, dying because the 10 minutes would be up and then I'd just go bite right back to where I was and start doing it again. <laughs> you know, it wasn't innovative. I mean, Sonic, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog was there first. All they really did was add an extra character, but fundamentally the game was pretty much the same. Um, you know, I just, I really enjoyed it. Plus, you know, the whole, uh, the race thing. I didn't even know. I don't know if that was in Sonic one or not, but if you had somebody who wanted to play with you, you could do the split screen where one person's tails and one person's Sonic, mm -hmm. and you could race each other to the end of the level and whoever got the most rings or the most score won. you know? So I don't know. I just really enjoyed that game in particular for platformers. I'm I'm really hard on platformers, and and Sonic Two was one that I absolutely loved. 
I'm glad that somebody put that on there because I debated putting it on mine and didn't. The only Sega system we had, we got a um, Master System picked up at a garage sale, but it was like generations later. Mm. Like we, we might already had the NS, probably already had the Super Nintendo, so that was like the generation behind. So it's probably why they had it in a garage sale and got a bunch of games and stuff. But they was like football, yeah, or like you know, Alex Kid, Alex Kid in the high tech world was one of them, or stuff like that. Yeah, but NHL PA NHL yeah, Hockey ninety four. Yeah. No, not even that. <laughs> like oh. those. Those games, those lower shelf games and stuff Whoa. like that was on the... It was fun and stuff, but we... That was the only Sega system we ever had, so I never I never played Sonic. So... I played Sonic when we was in, like, Toys R Us or Walmart, and they had it hooked up, and I'd go over there and play a little, a little bit. <laughs> so that was 12. Keith, what's your 12? Number 12 on my list... Persona 4 Golden. Okay, why not? Here, well, 5's the newest one in the series. Yes. I haven't played that much of 5 yet. That's why. The reason why, that was the best game on the Vita. Well, that's not saying much. That's like saying you're valedictorian of summer school. Mm. <laughs> it was an amazing Persona game. On, it's okay, it, you can laugh, Alex. <laughs> it was an amazing Persona game, and it was on a handheld, so I could take it with me and play it. It, and at the time when it came out, there was nothing on the Vita, and it was. And a, there's still nothing on the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, ding! You actually got the high-level AAA game on the Vita that they did with Persona 4 Golden. It was amazing, and it had New Game Plus where you could play through it again. Well, Alex thought it was funny. <laughs> so, to think it's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty funny. Now I've I've done a single playthrough of Persona Five. Mm-hmm. And I started a second playthrough not too long ago. I don't know anything about Persona 4. Persona 5 is the first one I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anybody who's played the Persona games prior to this one has... I've never heard anything but good, mm-hmm. especially about Persona 4. Yep. Persona 4 Golden, you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody who didn't like it. Side note, the most recent um, patch for... Horizon Zero Dawn gave us like super hard mode and new game plus. Ooh, so mm-hmm. nice. Good stuff. Now, I want to say this, and you guys mm-hmm. might look at me like I'm crazy. My number eleven, I debated putting it number one. Okay. I strongly debated putting it at number one. So, so it's a flop. Yeah, it's a ten space yeah. flip flop. Yeah. Tetris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see why it goes one or one or low. Because Tetris, you know, they're still making Tetris games. Mm-hmm. Every year they're making a Tetris game. You know, they're the quintessential puzzle game. I can't tell you how many hours I've put in on that on Game Boy. I've beat the fucking game, and yes, there is an ending. Because at the end, stuff just stops moving, you're like, what the fuck? And then you get the little Russians coming out, and they do a little Russian dance, and they start shooting rockets off into space. Mm-hmm. That blow up into fireworks. So I don't know what they're trying to say there, but Tetris... Death to America. Genre... Watch case number one. <laughs> Tetris was genre defining and it was handheld defining because yep. it shipped with the original Game Boy. Yep. I, yep. But it was one of those like, man, I could either put it, I, it either has to be one or it has to be lower. Like putting it at two didn't seem right. It's nah. either one or like 11. I agree with your logic and stuff. And Tetris was one of those that I thought about putting them on my list as well because I mean, the. It was the on Super Nintendo. We had the was it Super, yeah, it was Super Nintendo. It was the Doctor Mar- Mario and Tetris on the mm-hmm. same car- cartridge, and we played all the time with Dad and stuff. And where you did the uh, it was a Tetris level, then a Mario level, then a Tetris level is like a time attack thing. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, they're the same fucking game. It's just yeah. different music, and mm-hmm. you got little viruses. Personally, I like Doctor Mario a little better, but you would. No. <laughs> Anything's better than the Sega version. Columns. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sega Kid chimes in with Col- <laughs> You mean, you mean Col- Columns isn't on your list? No, Columns <laughs> is not on my list. No, but I I can follow your logic. This is really fucking good. Yes, it is. My number 11 is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, I didn't even think about putting that one on my list. I thought of KOTOR, and KOTOR yeah. didn't make the cut, so... Yeah, I just Kotor uh, Kotor didn't make the cut because a it was short. You know they're short; they're like ten to twelve hours. 
Uh, the endings are terrible. You don't get to play as the same character. It's, you know, just... Because Revan. Yeah, because Revan. Uh, so anyway, but no, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, because up until then, like, I'm not a big fan, in case you haven't ever listened to a single episode of our show, I'm not a big fan of playing with others. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Does not play well with yeah, others. Yeah. Uh, every report card. Especially <laughs> in like a, a, like a 20 or 30 versus 30 atmosphere, I just lose my shit. Um... But this game, this this game, uh, I didn't mind it for some reason. I loved the smorgasbord of characters that you could choose from, like the different um, um, character types. Yeah, get molested. You know, Darth Maul was in the game. That doesn't lose at any points. Mm -hmm. Um, The I loved the space combat levels where you just fly around and fight and blow the shit out of each other or blow the shit out of their ship, you know, was for as long until your friends find out where you are and then fucking pwn your ass. But, you know, either way, you know, you just have fun playing and it doesn't matter if you win or lose, which for me is a big deal because I'm ultra fucking competitive and I hate to lose. You just saw that a little while ago when I was playing Injustice 2. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready to throw my fucking controller through the TV after five minutes. So, But you didn't Spartan kick the TV. No, <laughs> I only have that one TV. So uh, if I had two, I might have thought seriously about it. But, um, you know, I just... It, it took things that I would have liked to have seen in those kinds of games and made it reality. Not to mention the fact that it's fucking Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there you go. Uh, this was actually one that entered my brain to put on the list somewhere. But then it kind of was like, okay, where do I put it in? Put it out. It doesn't make the top ten only because its replayability is basically only in its single player capacity. Playing the game and getting kills with certain weapons a certain number of times gets you to like legendary rank, and then you unlock things. The better, the better weapons. Addition of that yeah. weapon. Um, so just that. I mean, yeah, it's a great game. Galactic Conquest. I'll yeah. play that at all time long. I and I still say one of the best co-op experiences I had was Charlie and I co-oping and going through the campaign. Of course, because it followed the five hundred first and stuff, so you had that tie-in. But it was just. One afternoon, we just went through the campaign together. <laughs> I played that game so much, I deleted my profile three or four separate times, and it's still maxed out on my original Xbox. And I had to delete the profile because there's nothing left for me to do because I had top ranks and everything. Yep. Nope. Keith, what is your 11? My 11 is Age of Empires. I like how Keith's joining us back in the Middle Ages using actual paper here. <laughs> Sorry, the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages using well, actual... Well, I mean, this is actual paper. Yeah, everybody actually used paper That's why to write I said their Keith is here. joining us. Yeah. I, used, I used my little uh, pleather-bound journal here. Pray mm-hmm. he has the energy to get himself another beer. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm on my last one right here. So. Oh, no. Oh, no, Keith, you might have to have a little bit of scotch, scotch, scotch. Age of Empires, because that's what I say this there. time and time and time again. It is what got me into playing RTSs. And they're doing a remake. And they're doing the remake of it, which is amazing and stuff. And it also sets... There's other games that came before it and after it. But for me, it's the one that just set... As it is, Age of Empires. Progressing from caveman up through time and stuff. Tech tree, everything. That is really mild for scotch. Side yep. Note. You could probably so, drink this one, Keith. I'll, I'll okay. probably have a glass here in a minute. Um... <clears throat> I almost put in the spot two, in parentheses, Civilization Civ five because I played so much. <laughs> well, it's like I can read his mind. <laughs> but I played a lot of that game because I had the opportunity to play it at work. It wasn't that, and that was the thing. It was yes, it's a good game, but it's not a great game. Age of Empires was a great game that hooked me and made me into an RTS player. That was that was the only game that would be able to I could play remotely from work that would run and you could see it in a remote connection. Side note, I did not put Warcraft 3 on here. Mm-hmm. Thought about it. Have been another one. Thought about it. Because there's a lot of late night Warcraft 3 matches at MU. A lot of people cussing, find Charlie, find his extra base, find his second extra base. Because in Warcraft 3, I'd rush to the, I'd always play Undead, rush to the Frostworms, and just freeze the shit out of everybody. And then as soon as I could, I'd start making other Alkalites and then go off and finding three or four other sources of gold and then making bases there. It was usually me falling asleep with Jeremy playing on my laptop against you and people, and I'd uh-huh. sit there and him, yeah, people it was, yelling. It was uh, Frostworms and Necromancers, and just yep. put the Necromancers on autocast, so they would just, oh, one of them died. Here's two skeletons to take its place. <laughs> so. 
All right, so that was... Ooh, top ten. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not a drummer, people. Super Mario Brothers. Number ten for me. The original Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Without that game, we don't have gaming as it is today. I agree. It set the standard for platformers. It set the standard for what home video games could be. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are still playing it today. I think that just serves the purpose that shows you how important that game was. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear any about anybody playing Pac-Man anymore. <laughs> Occasionally, For the newest yeah. edition of Pong. Pong. See, I thought about putting Pong on here, but I'm like, no, I'll, yeah. I'll put Super Mario Brothers eh, on here. Well, Pong wasn't even the first video game anyway. The first video game, as I recall, was a form of, like, almost tennis that was played on radar equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a Pong-like yeah. back and forth, but it's played on the... Uh, a, a radar a, screen. Yeah. Uh, oscilloscope. Yeah. yeah. Not only did this set you know, the standard for platformers and what home video game consoles could be, it introduced all the younger siblings to player two. <laughs> <laughs> so, it had that. It had secrets that you could find, patterns that you'd have to find out. Warps, secrets, yeah. levels, uh, yeah. It had it had it all, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's great. And, you know, they're on Mario fucking 502, so. <laughs> Mario and Rabbids actually looks kind of entertaining. Not uh, going XCOM. But, yeah. you know, I don't really know what else to say. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Done. Alex, 10. My number 10 is Killer Instinct 2. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 2, so I can't do my cinder burst and just... Fuck people over? God damn it. No, you can't, you <laughs> cheese dick fuck. <laughs> hey, I was just switching people in and out. Uh, uh, the amount of time I spent playing that game in the arcade when it first came out came out is kind of disheartening. You know, I often think, what would I do with all the money I have <laughs> if I could get back what I spent at the arcade? I'd probably buy a fucking small car. <laughs> uh, but... Um, no, Killer Instinct 2 is by and large, I think, the pinnacle of that fighting series. Killer Instinct Gold was basically Killer Instinct 2 for the N64. I never actually owned it on the N64. My only experience with Killer Instinct 2 was in the arcade. Um, the Xbox Killer Instinct, yeah, suck my dick. It's um, pretty terrible. And Gold was pretty terrible, yeah. too. Um, but 2, 2 will always have a special place in my heart in terms of fighting games, because... You know, the characters were interesting. You know, it was beatable. You know, even for an arcade game, the boss wasn't impossible. Uh, Gargos, he was kind of a, a shithead, but, you know, you could you could beat him. And, you know, they they made Fulgore better. Fulgore was my favorite character from Killer Instinct, and he was oh, a lot... He was about worthless in the yeah, first one. He was a lot easier to use, a lot less technical uh, in two, so that, that definitely counted in its favor. Um, but yeah, that that's probably one of the best like 2D fighting games in my opinion. Alex has a couple fighting games on the mm-hmm. list. Oh, I've got more. So we're at number ten, which for me is Mass Effect Two. Oh, oh As, so he just has to two up me and go with the sequel. I uh, see how it's, it is. It's one up. It's one up. <laughs> yeah. I uh, my Mass Effect was twelve. <laughs> for uh, for the reasons we talked about before, and Charlie mentioned, yes, Mass Effect and the genre stuff. The reason I picked two over the original Mass Effect is I think they took the formula and improved on it for two. Don't say you can't pick a bad Mass Effect no. game if you pick one of the first three. I can't say anything about Andromeda because I haven't played yep. it yet. But no, Mass Effect two because it's it, like Mass. There has to be a Mass Effect game on this list. I'm Commander so Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I need to figure out a way to make that where he says I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. And make it like real obvious. Just put the sound by and then you podcast, podcast. <laughs> on, on the <laughs> Well, when I feel like like the Lucy Lubot in Futurama. Yep. yep. <laughs> you have to tell people about the can eat more. <laughs> <laughs> Philip J. Fry. Uh, nine, 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 nine. We're kind of coming back around to one of Keith's. It's not Skyrim though. Mm. Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, because it set the standard saying, this is an Elder Scroll game. Daggerfall and 
The first one. <laughs> Charlie's or Charlie. Alex is beating his head now. <laughs> what was the first one? The second one was Daggerfall. Was it just Morrowind? Was Pretty that sure the first it was one? just the Elder Scrolls? I think it was just the Elder Sorry, Scrolls. Not Morrowind. Yeah. I mean that to me that tells you what I think of when I think of this franchise because yeah. I call them all Morrowind. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, Daggerfall is fucking terrible. So <sighs> was the first one. Like they were I guess. Weren't they just bad. like totally first person and super clunky? First person, boxy, yeah. and it wouldn't generate more than like two boxes out in front of you, so you never knew where the fuck you were going. Where am I? <laughs> but I put three on here because it set the standard for this is an Elder Scroll game. Now yes, are there better ones? Yeah. Oblivion's great. I'm sure Skyrim's great. I mean Skyrim's Macho great. Man Dragons. I don't think yep. you can beat that. <laughs> Zoy bird crabs. <laughs> exactly. But three said, No, damn it. This is an Elder Scroll game. Yep. I think the technology caught up to what the vision was by then. I think so. I hope so. Yep. I hope that's what it was. Because Elder Scroll three was fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I, they even had fucking mods that you could put on there. I ran with two mods, and I cannot remember what one of the two was, but the other was the Boba Fett mod, to where if you racked up a bounty, I believe, is over a million dollars, Boba Fett would hunt you down. And if, if you could manage to kill him, you could snag his Mandalorian armor and his weapon. Nice. I killed his ass. Motherfucker. I funny, was unbeatable. Funny story. Uh, Morrowind. So I had my Xbox. I only had a few games on it, and I go into GameStop, and I'm like, you know, I need a new game for the Xbox. And they say, well, you have you ever played, you know, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind? I'm like, no, I've never even heard of it. Oh, you know, you need to get this. So I get the greatest hits, you know, $20 version of the game. Get home, start playing it. I have no fucking idea what the hell I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm supposed to be going. I'm like killing guards with the basic weapons just so I can have their armor (laughs) and then getting pissed off because of the rest of the city's trying to kick my ass. And then I go out into the wild and after about 15 minutes, I had to run to the bathroom and throw up because the fucking texture (laughs) mapping of that game, it's all the same. Like, everything just looks like the same, even (laughs) greenish-brown, vomit-covered surface. And I I can't play this. I I could not play it. That was one of it actually was a little better on computer, because you could see... It wasn't just tan and green, it was tan and milk chocolate and dark brown and green. Yeah, you had a little more (laughs) got more vibrant vomit color out of the PC version. (laughs) But, you know, it didn't take... To me, it didn't take away from the game. I was... I don't remember what I called it, but I was the cat. Khajiit. Khajiit. Yeah, I was the cat um, race in that, which was great because you had night vision. Let's go see. Yeah. You see in the dark. And I think you also had resist, not complete resistance to poison, but you had a bit of a, because the lizard folk have complete resistance. Yeah. And they can breathe underwater. Yep. yep. The Argarians, or Argonians. Argonians. Yeah. But that is my number nine. My number nine's kind of ironic because it's Mortal Kombat 9. <laughs> not 10 not 10 and I'll, and I'll and I'll tell you why 9 to me stands out in in Mortal Kombat because it brought the game back to its roots instead of trying to innovate and and make it better and turn it 3D and get everybody three fighting styles and then a fourth weapon style or however the hell that worked and a <laughs> choose your own fatality system and all this other horse shit <laughs> that they tried to pump into these fucking games that just made them suck for years and years after Mortal Kombat 4 um Mortal Kombat 9 brought it back and they're like okay look people don't like all this crazy shit we're doing so let's just make a Mortal Kombat game with 3D graphics, but plays like a 2D fighter. Let's cut out all the 3D shit, all the sidestepping, all the horse crap. Give everybody their usual move sets and everything like that, and just get back to basics. And they did, and it was great. Ten, they're going for gimmicks again. <laughs> you can play as the Predator, yeah, or Jason, or the Terminator, or whoever or the fuck else. Fucking Leatherface, or mm-hmm. the Alien from the Aliens movies. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, the the leather face one, I just slapped my forehead and 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 in exasperation. It's like why leather face? Like Freddy Krueger makes more sense. Yeah, than and face. Freddy Krueger was in nine. Freddy Krueger was the was one of the the weird characters that made their way Spawn. into nine. At least Spawn he made would be more awesome sense. In a Mortal Kombat game. Uh yeah, I've I heard he was in Soul Calibur. That's yeah. what it was. I was like, he was in a game. The Xbox, the Xbox Soul Calibur two Calibur. on the Xbox. Yeah. Yep. But and he it, sucked in that one. 
Mortal Kombat 9 brought it back to its roots and it made it Mortal Kombat again instead of Mortal Kombat Tekken or Mortal Kombat <laughs> Virtua Fighter or whatever the fuck they were trying to do in the PS2 era. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, Mortal Kombat 9 gets the nod instead of 10 because 10's just going for the gimmicks again. Nice. We got the player race back. Now they want to mm-hmm. start making yeah. more money. <laughs> Uh, my, my number nine is a game that was already discussed previously and was ridiculed by Alex. I have KOTOR as my number oh. nine. Well, no, no, it wasn't ridiculed. He said it was too short. He it said was it was just too short, short and stuff like this. And the reason it's number nine on my list, and the, it insta- when I was starting making up my list, this was one of the first ones I wrote down as a possibility along with my top ones here, was because of that game, I got an Xbox. I walked into no, Charlie's no, dorm room. to be fair, because of the GameCube failing memory card. You got uh, Xbox. <laughs> it was a Star Wars game that got me in there. And because of that, it was like, oh, wait, this has a hard drive in it to save. That was the kicking point with the GameCube eating memory cards and losing all my shit. Done. We're going to Circuit City. Yes, yeah. Circuit City, people. Yep. We went to Circuit City, and I <laughs> bought the Halo edition of it. Yep. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> no. It, Star Wars and RPG. How can you lose? I will agree with, yes, it's short. Yes, you can do the character. Yes, all the complaints I agree with. But what it was at the time, it's, it's never not. and Revan's yeah. great. They're, yeah. they're minor complaints. Oh, yeah. They're minor complaints, and it's just like, when I have to compare it against a game like Dragon Age Inquisition, it falls short. Yeah. And it's also, that's not you've also, fair. You've also got a 12-year gap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I said, that's not fair. But if I'm choosing a top 15, I gotta go... Life isn't fair, cupcakes. Yeah. (laughs) And the other thing, this came out on an iPad. It was was amazing to sit there and play on iPad, because it was just tap, tap, We went up to do the breweries. Alex was playing on his computer. Yeah. Yep. That's right. I played on Steam all the time. That's right. One and two, because two, the Steam version got the patch. Yep. Yep. So all the content that was locked up is back in. Oh, Keith Keith is vacating the area here. Yep, Keith has to use the bathroom real quick. Oh, man. I almost... Well, hold on. Give me just a second here. Okay. My number eight, League of Legends. Oh, okay. You can talk now about go. <laughs> I didn't know if you're gonna like scream out of agony or not. Now, no, I I see where you're gonna come from with that. I think I have to pull League of Legends here. Not because it was necessarily innovative, because you know you had Dota first, which came from Warcraft Three: Frozen Thrones. So I mean, I guess in a roundabout way, I've got Warcraft Three on here, <laughs> but. Yeah, League of Legends is, like, this is competitive gaming. You know, these guys can go and win the tournament, and they're just as popular as Tom Brady and some of those other people. Not necessarily in this country, but people know them here, and they are massive stars elsewhere to play video games. These people get paid to play video games. Yeah. And it's fun. It's addicting. Alex, you've played bots. Yeah. It can get pretty damn addictive. It can. Because, yes, it's the same. It's a tower defense, essentially, is what it is. I only stopped playing it because my laptop was slowly turning into a piece of shit. I have briefly considered getting it on my new laptop and giving it a try again. I still have all of my... I mean, I even went on Amazon and bought that, like, five-pack of characters or whatever and and put it into my account. So I, I have a whole bunch of characters that I've paid for. Yeah, I mean, it, the requirements are very small. Yeah. So. But, like, this is competitive gaming. Now, I don't have Overwatch on my list at all because, A, it's new. It's pretty new. And, B, it's more or less just a reskin Team Fortress 2. Yeah. No, I mean, I I don't disagree. It's a game I haven't played, but I don't disagree, and I can recognize its importance and stuff with competitive gaming and making the whole eSports and that's why, because this game in Rock Band is why I said, out of minus Chrono Trigger, out of all the games that can be beaten on this list, I have beat. Yeah. You can't beat League of Legends, and you can't beat Rock Band. Yeah. Well, you can half-ass beat Rock Band, yeah. but... You know, and League's great. I mean, I'll fucking I'll turn on the competitive people and just watch or listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be playing it, but I can watch the pros and see what they're doing. It's, you know, this is making video games, quote-unquote legitimate in the eyes of a lot of people like i said no dota came you know dota came first and all this but oh, yeah. you know league is is it league made by a bunch of ex-dota people yeah okay. he got they got pissed off at the guy said fuck you we'll go do our own okay, and, that's what i thought with blackjack yeah, and, and hookers yeah, pretty much yes yeah 
Okay. And knowing right, it wouldn't surprise me if they played blackjack and had hookers in the building. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex, what is your number eight? My number eight is Silent Hill. Oh, well, I figured that'd be higher. I was going to say, I wonder when Silent Hill was going to come yeah. on here. Um, Silent Hill, to me, innovated the survival horror genre. Oh, side note real quick. I'm going to time out you here. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people that worked on Silent Hills spun it off and are making their own indie game out of it. And I forgot what the fuck it's called, so I'm failing you. But uh, that's fine. It, it's essentially coming. <laughs> okay. Um, Silent Hill innovated the survival horror genre to me. Uh, at the time, I was not a PC gamer. I don't know if there were other offerings on the PC that would be considered more scary than the original Silent Hill was. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that Silent Hill scared the holy living shit out of me, something that Resident Evil never accomplished. <laughs> Um, Resident Evil was an action game with horror elements. Silent Hill is a horror game with action elements. So, to me, that's a survival horror game. Um, the soundtrack was creepy as shit. The enemies are creepy as shit. The environment's creepy as shit. Everything about that game is creepy as shit. I absolutely love Silent Hill. As should be obvious to anyone who's listened to this podcast multiple times. I don't think he has anything else to say, people. No, I, just I agree with him. His, yeah. He reached for a scotch. He's like, Keith, go. <laughs> My number eight, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, well then. Yep. I agree with Charlie. It's why we have gaming today. It legitimized the home console. People our age, they're Sega kids and stuff too, but most of us had an NES and played Mario Brothers, and that is our childhood. Yep. Or so, Mario 3. A lot of people would probably put Mario 3 instead of Mario Brothers, but without Mario Brothers, Brothers we don't, you don't have, have three. Yeah, this, it did it. <laughs> or Doki Doki Panic, otherwise known that as is Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> I enjoy 2. <laughs> so do I. I still play it. I'll play 2 when yeah. I'm in the mood for it. Yeah. When I want something different. And that does it for another episode of The Geekaholics! What crazy shenanigans will our hosts get into next? Join us on the next fun-filled episode to find out. Same geek time, same geek channel. 